Welcome everyone to this week's Global Intelligence Update and we've got a special guest with us, Chantal Bouetta. So for those that don't know who Chantal is, let me do a, a quick introduction. Chantal is renowned as the author of the, the Customer Journey Mapping Field Guide and esteemed founder of Brand Love, is a visionary on a mission. Her unwavering dedication is focused on unlocking the latent genius within individuals and she stands as a guiding force for business leaders seeking to empower their teams to embrace and embody their brand, their brand wholeheartedly. With preventive com commitment to bridging the divide between brands, promises and its real-world delivery, Chantal recognizes that employees are often pivotal in shaping customers' experiences with brands. Drawing upon over three decades of experience, she has meticulously owned and transformed the formula that elevates ordinary employees into formidable brand warriors. Her legacy is one of profound impact, shaping not only brands, but also the individuals who bring them to life. Welcome. Welcome, Chantel. Oh my gosh, Chris. That's usually the time when I cringe when the, when the bio is read. <laughs> um, you know, my friends call me Mapula. That's my Setswana name. And in the industry, I'm known as the love doctor for brands. So thank you for inviting me here this morning. And um, I hope to serve this uh, incredible audience by just sharing a few, um, you know, tips and tricks that we've learned over the last 30 years of you know, serving, serving really large brands. So, <laughs> so what, what I would love to do is start with a little bit of interaction, right? I'm going to, I'm going to share a, a screen and this is going to allow me to best serve, um, serve people, right? If I can hear a bit from you, what some of your challenges are with, you know, people representing your brand. So let me quickly share my screen. Uh, all right, how's that? Good, good. All right, so if you want to grab your phone, you want to grab your phone and scan that QR code, uh, that's going to allow you to answer a few questions. Or if you're on your computer, you can go to menti.com and type in that code. Four four zero two zero four nine five. See this as your remote control for me. You can make me do all kinds of things by putting data on the screen. All right. And when you land on that page, just just hit that thumbs up so I can see you there. All right, stunning, stunning. Okay, we've got people landing on that page. So, one of the first things I want to know is how do you feel today? And your day might be a bit mature or your day might have started. How do you feel right now? And hungry and tired are technically not feelings. So, you know, let's stick with the emotional side of things. How do you feel? Mmm. Love that. Ready. Good. Sweaty. I'm also feeling ready. Not sweaty yet, Aura. Right? But I'll get there. Hopefully I'll get there. 
All right, so let's move on to the next question, right? Many of us, whether you are a single entrepreneur or whether you have a, a small team or whether your team is growing, many of us outsource bits and pieces of our business identity to other people, whether it's, you know, managing our social media, whether it's, you know, managing our newsletters, you know, and, and you might be having some challenges with the people that represent your brand. What are some of those challenges that you experience? All right, so lack of consistency, lack of passion, yeah, lack of constancy, yeah. When I ask this question, this is, this is mostly whatever the audience is, that's the answer I get, even in the big corporates that we work with, where you have 14,000 people representing your brand every day, right? Now that's a challenge. How do you get that passion? How do you get that consistency? And I am truly, truly hoping to share a few pointers with you today. So last question. I want to know in terms of your brand essence, and we're going to speak about that, almost that life elixir of your brand, right? Who in this audience have a very well-defined brand essence? Who has not got one? And who's going, what the fuck? <laughs> Either you're stuck or you don't know or you've been pondering and you just cannot find it. You know, it's that like that, I, I, don't, I can't remember what that little flower is that grow in the Alps, right? And you have to hike up this mountain and go and find this flower and this flower will give you joy and everlasting life and love, etc. And sometimes our, <laughs> our brand essence, the, the core of our brand is, is like that. We've got, to, we've got to climb some mountains to find it. All right. And we're going to talk a bit about that in the, in the session as well. So I'm really glad about the people that say WTF, right? Because I'm going to give you some extra, val extra value today because we are going to talk about that essence. Now, I actually brought something interactive. Let me just see whether I can find it because I'm going to need it for my, for my presentation. So you can still hear me, but you can't see me. Let me just see if I can find my amazing interactive piece that I brought. You know, that's the thing about passion early in the morning. Um, I've got brilliant ideas and then I forgot, forget what I did with my, with my brilliant ideas. Okay, great. I found it. I found it. All right. So I want to share with you and I'm just for a moment going to swap my screens. Uh, I want to share with you a little bit of the recipe of getting everyone that you trust with your brand to sing from the same hymn sheet, to use the same sheet music when they engage on behalf of your brand. So I'm going to just reshare. And everything should be working smoothly because Chris and I did test this before we started. 
Excellent. So you should be seeing you should be seeing my iPad screen, and I want to talk you through a bit of a blueprint and a recipe that um, that has really helped our brand as well as the brand of many many of our customers to define you know first of all what they want people to do when they create that customer experience for their brand and then you know how they can keep reigniting that passion for the brand so let me talk you through this little recipe right and we call this the customer experience blueprint and i see it as a you know as a nice thousand piece puzzle right and sometimes when you put a puzzle together and there's a piece missing the picture doesn't make any sense so let me talk you through the parts of this puzzle that's truly 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 important now we all have customers and sometimes we've fallen so much in love with our product that we've forgotten to focus on the human on the human and on the customer and we see the customer a little bit more like a wallet than what we see them as a human being and often we have to refocus and say what is the problem we're solving for this human being what are their challenges what are these struggles and how can our brand serve them better than anyone else in the world i think businesses are entering an era where we can compete on empathy if you think about your last interaction in a store or in a restaurant in the last month when i ask that question there's many people that can't remember nothing stands out because everything is so bland everything is so similar and that's the amazing opportunity that we have in this incredible group is to truly be remarkable to design your brand in a way that you stand out and then to infuse everything that you do for this customer to infuse that into into whatever whatever you do and and we'll talk about the the different pieces there so let me just get my pen just get my pen working there we go all right so we start with the customer and sometimes people have uh, defined the customer persona or their archetype but that's something that needs to be kept alive you know it's like a business strategy you revisit your strategy once a year you look at your budget and sometimes our customers change and sometimes we as our business grows we might appeal to a different a different set of customers so it's really important to continuously keep your eye on the customer and often we think of the customer as a single human but every human is part of an ecosystem whether it's a family whether you are b2b and you're selling services to a team within an organization so often it's really important to look at the role players around your customer not just the customer because decisions are very um very um very um far and few between between that people make decisions by themselves often they're influenced by others often they 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 uh, they rely on others they ask for advice from others right so if we then kind of go to the other side of our other side of our our blueprint and we look at the employee so the employee is also more than just a payroll 
payroll number. And, and often, you know, you might have a small team, you might not have any employees on a payroll, but you might have service providers that do things for you, right? You might have copywriters, you might have graphic designers, and they've also got, you know, problems and pains and pleasures. And again, the problem that you solve for them is you give them a means to generate an income. You give them the ability to potentially work on interesting work. So we've got to look at, you know, I, I, I often talk about the WIIFM radio station. What's in it for me? And we can so much better unlock potential in people if we know what makes them tick, if we know what's in it for them. So even your suppliers, by building a great relationship with them, by knowing you know, how you sustain their business, by creating an incredibly symbiotic relationship, you can, you can get that passion, you can get that consistency. If you make them care about your brand, you have so much more opportunity to unlock the best in them. So then we move to this middle piece and I'm going to talk, spend the majority of the time talking about this, this essence, right? And within big organizations, you've got a mission statement, a vision statement, you've got values that sometimes adorn the walls. Every wall in the building has a poster with some values and and, and sometimes you get to the boardroom and you go, WTF, I don't feel any of the stuff that's written on the wall. And there's a definite disconnect, right? Now, us that are entrepreneurs that work in much smaller teams, you know, we can make sure that we keep that alive because often we don't have to work with 14,000 people to make sure that everybody lives the values. But I will spend some time talking about the skills that we need in our, in our teams. All right, so let's look at what I truly believe it takes for someone to be a brand warrior for your brand. And I'm going to talk through, through these one by one. So the first thing is people need to believe this purpose, right? They need to see the purpose of your business. They need to understand why you exist. And they need to believe that you make a difference. Everybody wants to be part of something that makes a difference in the world. And often we're so busy with business development, with marketing materials that we, we don't sit still and say, okay, why are we doing this again? And that we communicate that essence to people. The second thing is that, you know, people, in order for them to be a brand warrior, they need to have or want the skill to contribute to your mission. Now, I have employed incredible, incredible people in, in my life. And some of them were young and they had no skills, right? But they had a fire in their heart. And they were willing, once they knew the mission, they were willing to learn to, to do whatever it takes to know how to do that, right? And, and, and many of them have become masters of their craft and many of them have moved on to other jobs and many of them have moved into senior leadership positions if i look over the last 30 years and that i want to celebrate that because i think when you recognize that young fire in someone and you can help them put them on that path of mastery that's just 
That's just incredible. Then the third thing there is you, someone has to derive a little bit more pleasure than pain from working towards your mission, right? And, you know, we can spend all our time in La La Land and say, you know, people need to love their jobs and they need to love it all the time, but we know that's impossible, right? All of us sitting here, you know, we have some stuff that we really enjoy doing, but we have to do some shit that sucks, right? Some of us just have, you know, you can't have just pleasure all the time, but for someone to be a brand warrior of your brand, there needs to be a good, healthy balance and they need to get a little bit more pleasure than pain. All right, so those are the three things. And if you can say, listen, whether it is my service provider, whether it is my social media freelancer that works for me, they get my purpose, um, they have the skill or want the skill, and they definitely derive more pleasure from working with me than pain. Then you've got a good foundation. All right, now we're gonna move on to the next piece. So the next piece is really the ingredients of this essence. And some of you might've had the privilege of spending time with, with Lundy, working on your essence. I certainly had a, a number of years ago, I spent time with her and it was a wonderful experience. And since then, it's evolved. You know, we look at our essence very, very, very often. But before I, before I go into those details, I want to quickly share with you, and I'm just going to stop the, the screen share for a moment, because I want to tell you a quick story. This is, this little bottle is a bottle of Akabanga, right? This is a chili oil that they make in Rwanda from tiny little bell peppers and they smoke them and they put it into this bottle and I came across this the very first time at a really nice hotel but what intrigued me about this bottle it was in the middle of the table and it was wrapped with paper towel and I went that's quite strange for a four-star hotel to have some chili oil wrapped in the tissue paper and I called over the waiter. I said, come talk to me about this stuff. What is this? He said, oh, that's Akabanga. And um, I said, well, why is it wrapped in, why is it wrapped in tissue paper? He goes, because the oil is so potent that it runs down the side, right? And if you touch the bottle and you then touch your eye, or God forbid, some other sensitive body parts, then you will feel the chili all day long and the only thing that works for that is yogurt right so i was intrigued by this akabanga i brought an insane amount of akabanga back from my trip to rwanda they probably thought i was smuggling something weird in this in this oil but what's so distinctive i actually got a bit addicted to this because it does you have a massive release of endorphins and you feel like a million bucks when you eat the stuff i used to eat just to have akabanga that's how bad my addiction got but what was intriguing about this if you take the label off this and you give it to me in any country in the world i will recognize it because the essence of this chili and the recipe is so strong there's actually a warning on the bottle that says not more than four drops. And I use this story because I want all of us 
to find the essence of our brand and put it in a little bottle like this and then do drops of this on everything that we do. Every email we write, every brochure we create, every meeting we have, every Zoom meeting we have, it needs to be clear who are you and what do you stand for? And that's why I just love, love, love this Akabanga. If you ever come to visit me, you will find this on my dinner table and, um, and you'll really understand why I love this oil so much. So let me tell you the ingredients of what I would say is a really good, good essence. And let me just quickly go back to my screen share. Hmm. Let me have some coffee while the screen is loading. There we go. All right. So the first thing that you need in your brand essence bottle is your mission, right? You need to be super clear about what your mission is. So at Brand Love, we say our mission is to unlock genius in teams, right? We know the genius is there. We just need to unlock it. And we, we throw a few things into our learning programs and we unlock genius, right? And we do that in a very values-based way. And the way we do that is with care and courage and realness. And sometimes it's more important to say what you're not than what you are, right? So in terms of what our essence doesn't contain, right? We're not fake, ever, right? And we don't do deals for profit only. We really work with heart. So if something is about profit, we walk away from it. Then we also have a warning on our bottle of Brand Love Akabanga, right? We say it's not, we are not for clients who are only ticking a box and don't want real change, right? Because the most limited resource that you have in this world is time. And you don't want to spend time with clients that are not right for you, right? You almost want to, want to have a natural repellent that those clients know, mm, that's not for me, right? And that you really attract the clients that are right for you. So. What's super important is that you find, you find your akabanga, you find your essence, and then you train people who are your brand warriors on that essence, right? So that they know how to deliver it and that they've got great examples of, you know, how do we unlock genius? What does care look like for our clients? What does courage look like, right? If a client is doing unethical things, do we speak up? If a client is not respectful to my brand lovies, do I pull them aside and say, listen, our values are key and courage and realness. And I'm going to be courageous now. And I'm going to say, well, the way you treated Ruth is not cool. Can you please adapt your, 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 your attitude towards her, right? So that's what it calls for is that everything we do, we must then live this essence. All right. So. How do we then use the essence? The 
very most important thing is language, right? And you'll see I've put these little drops next to it. So this is my, my brand love akabanga that I'm dropping onto everything that we do. So the language we use matters, people. If we use language, we want to measure it against, is it care? Do we, can we see care in the language? Can we see courage in the language? Can we see realness in the language, right? And are we infusing the genius in everything that we do? And this, this is valid for the marketing materials, right? That's the easy one. This is also very important in emails. I was talking to a group um, last week and I said to them, you know what? Your email tells me who you are when you are under pressure, right? Our, our, most, our most terrible things come out when we are under pressure. And, and by taking someone's outbox, they sent items and I read they sent items. I can tell you a lot about that person. I can tell you how that person handles stress. And if I look at most emails in my inbox, oh, people, the subject lines, they suck. They suck. And it's such prime real estate. So I'm going to challenge all of you and say, in your subject line of your next email, make sure that your essence comes through so that when someone reads that, in a sea of shitty emails, right? They get your email, Philippe, and they go, yes, I'm going to open that email because it comes from Philippe. And I know Philippe deals with people with just a lot of love and a lot of creativity and a lot of energy, whatever your essence includes, Philippe. So, you know, don't waste that real estate. Really, this essence needs to shine through in every subject line that you craft. And then our web and our social media, right? For a little while, I had someone managing my LinkedIn, right? And they generated some content. And on a weekly basis, I signed off the content. But I felt it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was great content, right? But it felt like it wasn't me. And, and I had to really look at this and say, if content is important to me, and I want to serve people from my heart with this realness, with this courage and this care, I'm gonna write all my content myself. And then I do have Lelani on the call and she makes it pretty for me, right? But everything is original because I want to be original. Now, does that take a lot of time? Yes. Does it create some pressure for me? Yes. Do I cry sometimes when I haven't written my content? Yes, but I've made a decision that that's what I stand for. I stand for realness. And therefore, it was just too easy to ask someone else to do that for me. And people love me, not because I'm consistent all the time. They actually love me in social media for my inconsistency. The posts that do the best are the ones where I'm having a shitty menopause breakdown and I actually call a spade a spade, right? That's why people love me. Not for perfection, right? If I'm striving for perfection, I'm clearly going to fail. All right. So super important that you infuse this essence into your language and then your internal culture, right? And culture shows up in many ways. And you might be saying, I'm the team of one, right? But you spend a lot of time in in meetings with your clients, in meetings with your service providers. And 
sometimes we let things slide in meetings and we're not being true to our, our essence. So, you know, one of the things that I, is like a cardinal sin for me, is like arriving late for a meeting, right? I usually, if I, in the very unfortunate event that I'm late for a meeting, I usually have a really good reason that's bordering on death. But I arrive at that meeting and I'm usually sweating and I'm usually just, like I feel disrespecting someone's time is like a cardinal sin in my in in my world. And when I do that, I come clean and I say, listen, I need to take accountability. I did terrible planning and therefore I have wasted your time. And you know, how can I make up for it? Just authentic and truthful. Like the dog did not eat my homework, right? I was just terrible at planning. So so if we look at meetings, create your own meeting aura, you know, that can, that can let your essence shine. When we solve problems, right, when we're faced with a challenge, that's really important that we keep this essence front of, front of mind, right? Sometimes when I'm truly frustrated, you know, I, I, get, I get quite action-orientated with my team. I lose a little bit of the, the empathy, right? And I sound like I had bitch flags for breakfast, right? And then I've got to be called back and say, listen, we do things with care and courage and realness here. So let's just slow down a little bit. We're going to solve this problem, not because Chantal is smart. We're going to solve this problem because we as a team collaborate around our essence. And then this shows up in co-creation when we work together on something. So the important thing is, and I, I love the answers you gave me earlier on with passion lacking, right? So unless someone feels your brand under their skin, it might be a robotic thing. It might be a transaction, right? And we want to move from transaction to connection. We want people to really care about your brand as much as what you do and feel connected with the mission. And that will make them contribute. Anyone wants to contribute to something that's meaningful. But often people lack skills, right? So the skills that I believe is super important is the skill of accountability, both taking accountability and holding people accountable. Most corporates that I work with that tell me, oh, our culture is so toxic. And I talk to them and I ask more questions and I go, well, you know, how often when you are pulled out of out of your integrity, do you actually, you know, practice this accountability thing to say, listen, we 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 committed here to being honest, and I feel the way we're representing these figures are not not so truthful. How how often do people speak up and they go, well, never. Nobody would do that. That could be career limiting, right? To speak up, and I go you don't have a culture problem, right? You have a safety problem that people are not feeling safe, that they cannot be themselves. So, so unless we teach these skills of how to have healthy boundaries, how to properly listen to each other, and when you hear something and it doesn't make sense, that you actually say, hmm, I don't quite understand that. Please explain again, right? And we really listen to each other and that we look at the world from the other person's perspective. And that really contributes to a healthy culture, whether it's with your service providers, whether it's with your extended team members. So 
in most of the corporate worlds we move in, the skills levels are quite low to protect people's values, to protect that essence, to make sure that the essence doesn't get diluted, that we don't all of a sudden, you know, take this magnificent akabanga and we, we take some ketchup and we stir some ketchup with this and we say, okay, this is our new essence, right? God forbid, I will, I will just slap someone if they put ketchup with this beautiful gold oil. All right, and then there's some practices that can help you around your, your essence. And one of the practices I want to share with you is what we call a retrospective. So let's say you worked with a client and you worked with that client for two or three months and the, the relationship comes to a natural end or you've done what you needed to do for them. What we as a team often do when we've worked with a client for a few months we do a retrospective and, and the retrospective uh, structure that we love using is this, what did I love? What did I loathe in working with this client? What did I learn and what did I long for? And let's say, you know, we as a team do this retrospective together. I will take some post-it notes. I'll put that down on a, on a Miro board. Lelani will do the same. Rusi will do the same. And then we'll compare notes, right? And this stuff, we want to celebrate the things that we loved about this particular engagement. Then we want to show empathy towards each other if there were things in this client relationship or in this job that we loathed. Then we want to look at what are some of the things we, we learned in this project and we celebrate that and we share that collective wisdom. And then these are the things that we're missing. These were the things that we long for. And we take this, the loathed and the long for, and we create some actions from this. And we say, all right, so if we had to do this again, how can we prevent the shit that we loathed? And how can we make sure that there's not stuff missing? You know, what can we do in terms of, you know, maybe Ruthie will say, listen, Chantal, at times I was very uncertain about you know, what to do next, and I didn't want to bother you, I missed a little bit of support from you, right? Then I, as a leader, can go, okay, Ruthie, let's contract differently next time, right? We're going to have a weekly check-in, you can ask me all the questions, and I make sure that, you know, I don't ever make you feel alone, and I don't ever make you feel unsupported, so that we've got this continuous infusion of, I'm just going to zoom back to it, this courage, care and realness right so we we want to make sure that everything we tackle we tackle with our with our essence in mind all right so those are some of the some of the things that i wanted to share with you and most importantly if you were one of the folks that said no i don't have an essence and wtf don't know what it is, feel a little bit stuck, then, you know, this is really your starting point to say, what is your mission? What are, the, what are your values that guide how you lead your life, how you run your business? What are some of the things that you don't want? What are the cardinal sins and things that you don't want to be part of your identity? And potentially, you know, some warnings just around, you know, these are the things that will really erode your essence and erode who you are 
and potentially identify who are the people that you don't want to work with so that you can make sure that you don't attract them by accident because we've done a lot of that we've we've done we've had to fire clients right and um there's only there's only one thing worse than firing firing a client and that is like firing a team member right so you want to make sure that from the start people are very clear on who are you do they identify with you and i think you know we can we can never pay someone to be a fantastic brand warrior of your brand but if you give them that sense of purpose and if they identify with what you want to do in this world and they feel proud that for me is the catalyst that internal pride of you know i'm contributing to this mission i'm helping philippe with this or i'm helping aura with that and i'm so proud to be part of their world i'm so proud to be serving how they serve the rest of the world all right so that's what i've prepared chris do we take can we take some questions from people i don't want yeah, to take over your all right fantastic yeah. all right so let's open up any questions for me I have one maybe. Um, so when you write down a brand essence or even your mission or vision manifesto, whatever, that's also subject to interpretation. Um, so I'm working with, you know, um, freelancers to help me with other things like graphic design and stuff. And even though you give very clear guidelines, they interpret things in their own way. Is there a way to tighten that or do you leave the creativity or do you recenter after time what's what's your view so philippe i i would i would say and what i've done in the past right if i work with someone and you know there's always this little learning curve right where you find each other and you go mm, that doesn't feel like me oh this feels a little bit more like me so what i do i keep those examples right and if i start working with a new person i show mm -hmm. them some of this is what feels like me and this is what doesn't feel like me and and i can say to people i mean one of the things and chris no no disrespect to you right but when i see a banner with my face like this big right i cringe because it's not about me it's about my audience right and i'm serving them so i always say to my graphic designers please please people i don't want to see like the enamel going off on my teeth please make me make me you know i'm the servant and my audience is the hero of my story right so 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 when i work with new people i have to say to them listen in historically look at these banners right the chantal where you can see my teeth uh uh that's not that's not how i want to show show up in the world you know do it like this so having examples i think is 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 fantastic so that you can shorten that you can shorten that learning curve i, I mean philippe i've i've worked with graphic designers where they just didn't get they just didn't get our brand right and i had to say to them guys listen you are incredibly creative but i don't think we're a match we're not a good match so sometimes you've got to have the courage to also let people go and just say listen we're not a match Amazing. Philippe, you, you know how often I match people. I ask them about something completely different. I ask them about food, right? 
And if they are obsessive about certain foods, I know we're just going to work well. So sometimes there's that little wild card question that has nothing to do with the topic. <laughs> Aura, you had a question. Hi, Chantel. Yes, I more than a question, it was sort of like a exploration. And that was when you were speaking about business growth. And I'm, I'm thinking about brand warrior in the growth medium. So that part of the essence that I have in my brand is that continuous excitement about growing into. So it's not like fixed. And I'm just wondering if there's a way to articulate that so that it's not threatening, so that it's not like, you know, but I only want this. Yeah. I, I can yeah. do this but I don't know about that. And yes. So, so Aura, uh, uh, something, something that might, um, that might help and in, inspire you is the, the Ritz-Carlton, and I know it's a big organization, right? But I think they've done a stunning job in how they take their essence and they communicate that to each and every person in their hotels, right? And Chris, I wonder, maybe I can send this to you so that you can distribute this to, to the folks on this call. So the Ritz-Carlton has, and I might be able, you know what, Ruthie, will you see if you can find the service standards and you can post it into the chat for people. So just Google um, the Ritz-Carlton service standards. So Ruthie's going to drop the link for you in the chat. But what they've done, Aura, they've, they've articulated how they want people to interpret this essence so well right? And they would, for example, not be completely specific in saying, listen, when this goes wrong in the hotel, you have to offer the guest a $2,000 uh, refund, or you have to give them this gift. They, 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 they use words like anticipate what the guest is going to need, right? And serve them in this particular way. And what they do in the Ritz-Carlton, I attended an executive uh, service program just before, just before COVID, March of 2020. And I was part of the ritual that they have in the Ritz-Carlton hotels. They have a lineup meeting. Sometimes in the busy hotels, they have this lineup meeting three times a day. And they take one of those service values and they talk about it. And they say, listen, you know, today we were dealing with lateral service as a as a service value and you know i had a challenge when i went to the kitchen and i needed someone to assist me with that they said that they're busy right how do i deal with that next time so it's this continuous if you engage with your essence enough and you make sure that you have a discussion about that right and if you look at the the um what what ruthie's just put in the in the chat i just want to quickly see if i there we go. Um, the, the language in this is just, I have a little blue card from the Ritz-Carlton that I usually keep on my desk, but in my wisdom, I cleaned up my desk this morning. So I just want to read you like three lines from this because I want you to listen to the language, right? The language says, I build strong relationships and create Ritz-Carlton guests for life, right? Now, Aura, if I interpret that, creating a guest for life, right? Then I'm not going to tell them the system says no, or I'm not going to tell them, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, we don't have strawberries today, 
right? I'm going to create a guest for life by saying, we don't have strawberries, but we have other kinds of berries. Can I bring you a bowl of berries, right? And that gives people that ability to be flexible, that ability to adapt to the environment. Another one here, I'm always responsive to the expressed and unexpressed wishes and needs of our guests. I was, um, to give you a quick example, I was doing a botanical drawing uh, course for the last five days at a beautiful five-star hotel here in the, the Overberg area. We've got part of the uh, floral kingdom. We've got the most um, uh, indigenous plants of, I think, two areas in the world. So they flew in these amazing botanical artists from the States. And I didn't go very well prepared. So I had a, a disposable coffee cup as my water cup with which I washed my paintbrushes. And I had to go to the bathroom a few times a day to rinse this out. And on three occasions, I had the staff at the hotel watch me walk with this disposable coffee cup come towards me and say, can we get your coffee refill, right? They were looking at what I was doing. They were anticipating she's most likely walking with a disposable coffee cup because she wants a refill. And not on one day, on three different days, three different staff members approached me with this, my painting cup to refill that. Now that's that unexpressed wishes. They they watching me, they're anticipating what I'm gonna what I'm gonna need next. And and that anticipation is very much part of the Ritz Carlton's essence. That I'm fulfilling the expressed and unexpressed wishes of of the guests. So they've done just a fabulous, fabulous job in in articulating the language in a way where it gives me as a staff member, as an employee the ability to put my own put my own flair to it, but I'm still sticking to the to the true core, the heart of what they want to achieve. I'm hoping that's helpful. And thank you, Ruthie, for being so quick on the button there. All right, other questions. And, and often when people struggle with their essence, right, I have a little bit of an extreme exercise I do with people, right, and I go, go and design your business gravestone, like your business gravestone, right, and put on there, what is the fucking dent you want to make in this world? What are you trying to do? How are you serving humanity? And go and write that on that gravestone. You know, what is your ultimate legacy that you want to you wanna leave? You know, what do you want people to say at your, at your funeral, right? I, I want people to say, I, I mean, I rehearse my funeral a lot because I want it just to be an amazing party, like loud music, some magic mushrooms. I mean, people must just have awesome fun, right? But the things I want them to say about me is Chantal was generous with everything, with her love, with her knowledge. And she was charismatic and, and she always saw people what they could be, not just where they stuck, right? She saw people in this light of genius and, and luminescence and, and what, they, what their ultimate potential, potential was. And I, and I want people to see them through my eyes, right? 
So when I do this amazing party rehearsal, I also think about what I want people to say about me, and that needs to be in my essence. Otherwise, I go off, off the rails, and, and I had to, in the last six, six months, eight months, I've made, I've made some really hard decisions in my business, right? I've shut down my consulting unit. I've simplified my, my products because it wasn't true to my essence. It was keeping me away from, you know, living this true, true mission of mine. I hope that's helpful. Awesome. Thank you, Chantal. It was very, very great of you for sharing all this information. And um, just want to remind everyone, I'll be reposting this video if you would like to, to re-watch. Maybe there's something you miss and want to, to re write over. Um, so yeah, are you gonna bleep? All... Are you gonna bleep out my f bombs, Chris? Rated eighteen plus. Amazing, amazing. Tell Mike, right? Mike always wants to bleep out my f bombs. <laughs> amazing, Chris, and thank you, thank you again for letting me share my my passion. And you, you know, I can go on all day and hours and hours short, but uh, please do. Do follow us on LinkedIn. We do some awesome workshops if you wanna if you wanna spend more time with the brand love team. Awesome. Yeah. Um for those that maybe have missed it in the comment box, I did share the email address. Uh, oh sorry, the, the website. And um, you guys are more than welcome to pop in there at brandloveglobal.com. So thank you, Chantal, and thank you for, for everyone that's joining the live video today and to everyone that is watching offline and also the podcast listeners. I hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you next week. Bye everyone. Thank you so much. Brilliant. Bye-bye everyone.